I am on a mission of sorts to go through every Full House episode in order and break it all down to give you the full feel of what Full House is all about. From character analysis to even a psychological breakdown, I am determined to get through all eight seasons of this phenomenal show. As always, I am your host, Amy, and thanks for joining me and becoming a part of my Full House family. Welcome back, everybody. So today is the day we've been waiting for for a long time, actually, because we'll be doing season two, episode number five, called Jingle Hell. And this one is probably in my all-time favorite list of episodes ever. This one is ranked so high there alongside... You know, my favorites like Sisterly Love and A Pox in Our House and Cutting It Close. And I've mentioned many times that a lot of my favorite episodes are in season two. And that's why I'm so excited to be doing this one today. And even more excited to be doing it with our very special guest once again, everybody, my mom, Linda. Welcome, everybody. Glad to be back with you for our all-time favorite episode Yay! So this is super exciting. I am. I know. We've been dying to do this. So, Mom, I understand that this episode is also, like you just said, one of your favorites. And I know you mentioned it the last time we recorded together, all the way back in season one, on the episode "The Miracle." Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yes, you had you had mentioned how. the Kitty Crispies episode you said uh, was one of your favorite, more comedic episodes. Yes, so, yes, can it, you tell us what makes it one of your faves? Just the song and the creativity of this episode is amazing. I don't know who wrote these this jingle, but it's just an amazing uh, episode and just creative all the way through. Not just the the jingle, but with everything that happens. Um, one of the things I noticed in this episode is that everybody just seems very happy, very joyful, very into what they're doing, mm, you know, mm-hmm. and I love that. And I think that's maybe another reason why I think it's one of my favorite episodes, just so natural and and wholesome. And um, yeah, I can see that. I can see that the wholesomeness with the sheer comedy in this one is... Amazing. Mm-hmm. So, on that note, I think we should dive right in. What do you think? Absolutely. Because I'm way too excited to keep waiting. So, let's get started with our air date on this one. This one aired on November the 11th, 1988. Getting so close to 1989. We're almost there. This one was written by two new guys, Mark Warren and Dennis Rinsler. We've never seen them before. Amazing writer. On oh. yeah, on Full House yet, yes. but stay tuned because they'll be back for many more episodes. And so this kind of blew my mind. This one was directed by a guy named Peter Baldwin, who also directed non-coincidentally Season 1, Episode 9, The Miracle of Thanksgiving. 
So apparently, we're me and my mom to were, this director. We are. Yeah. It seems so cool. I didn't even realize that until I was doing my notes and saw that on there. So that's interesting. So let's go on to the very first portion. Do you do you have anything about the directors or anything like that? No, he's just an amazing director. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right, so next we're going to jump into the cold open sequence, which we do have again for this one. This is a continuing process through this season. Um, we have DJ and Michelle in, the, in, their, in DJ's room, and she's showing Michelle a picture of Patrick Swayze, asking her, isn't he cute? <laughs> As DJ leans into Michelle, she blows a bubble with her gum, and Michelle grabs it with her hand and pops it. And Michelle thinks it's funny, which it is funny because she doesn't know what she's doing because she's a baby. And she just is like, yuck, because now she's got it all yeah. over her hands. Yeah, I saw the expression on her little face like, oh, now I've got to go wash my hands. <laughs> yeah, you know? she's kind of grossed but, out by it. But it's the cutest little bonding time between uh, DJ and Michelle. Big sister and little sister. I agree. Did you have anything about the cold open that you wanted to add? Just Michelle just looks like she's growing up big time Mm. from when I saw her last. And it's like, whoa, this is Michelle already. I know. She's like (laughs) so much older and... Where I'm so used to, you know, doing my analysis from season one and seeing her, mm. she was a baby the whole season. So now seeing her as like a tiny toddler waddling around, talking doing things, yeah. kind of talking here and there, it's crazy. And then this one, we also have a kind of a, a I don't know, breakthrough uh, with Michelle as well, but we'll get into that here soon. So then. We have our theme song that starts, and it's the same sequence that we've been sticking to since episode two of this season, Tanner versus Gibbler. So we don't have anything new within the theme song as far as the sequences go. Did you have anything about that? No. No? no, Okay. All right. Well, let's get into the the, uh, full-blown episode. Ready? (laughs) Here we go. All right, so we open with Jesse, who's in his bedroom, playing the keyboard and singing a lovely ballad. You can see around his room. Did you notice anything about his bedroom that was like... It's a mess. It's a mess. Papers all over Chinese food. Uh-huh. Cartons in the background. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's trying to come up with these ideas for a jingle. Looks like he's been there forever. Uh-huh. Just, uh... <laughs> You can't tell what he's drinking, though. He's drinking something from a carton. Looks like milk of magnesia. I think it is. I think it's some kind of acid. Upset stomach. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, Some kind of stomach settler, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And he's got the set up there with Fred's Tire Town, you know, trying Mm. to get inspiration, you know. But he is very ambitious and very serious about his jingle career, you know. I agree, and I mean, You can see it on his face there. Remember back in um, episode number three of this season, It's Not My Job, where 
Jesse quits the family exterminating business and starts working full-time writing advertising mm-hmm. jingles. And the first one that he sold was from that episode when he wrote the jingle for the water park, Splash City. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. So now we see him again here writing for Fred's Tire Town, and he's having trouble coming up with some ideas. And, yeah, that's what I kind of wrote. Like, it looks like he might be drinking, like, Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> Something like that. From a just, bottle. Just he's just nerved up because he wants to succeed. And... Yeah, exactly. He just is so terrified of failing and being like, mm-hmm. I think his he's scared of, like, his dad coming back and being like, I told you so. Like, you mm-hmm. should have never quit. Yeah, and, and we'll so find he's trying out more to... about that later in the show. Yeah, and I think he's just he's just kind of yeah. scared of that, and he's even failure. trying to get inspiration from a picture on his wall of Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> Sammy. And his imitation there is hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> so he's got nothing. His ideas have dried up. Stephanie knocks and enters the room. As she's doing that. You can see Jesse, okay, yeah, he reaches over and drinks this antacid. Stephanie walks in in the room, in tow, with a familiar face. We see that she has a friend with her. And this time, and introduces him as Harry. Her friend Harry from school. Her friend Harry, yes. So remember him, because Harry was actually in the last episode, DJ's very first horse. So when we... in that episode, we only saw him for, like, a literal minute. Like, mm-hmm. one minute, they didn't say his name. We didn't know who he was. And now, here we have a we have a name and we have a face. Boom. There we go. Stephanie introduces Harry to Uncle Jesse and says, Harry's in my class. He sits next to the crayon bin. So, Jesse is, doesn't seem to really care that much, only because he's stressed out and busy and just wants to kind of be left alone. And so he needs to get back to writing the jingle. And it's it's yeah. a cute little moment, though, because I like Harry. Jesse's kind of in a rush to get this done. He only has two hours to write this Fred's Tire Town jingle. And mm. he's um, just wants to get it done and doesn't want to be interrupted. And But he's not rude. He loves the kids, you know. But every time Jesse's frustrated, he runs his fingers through his hair. That's like, true. Uh, and but he never like gets mad or it tells him to get out, like because he's busy. He just kind of brings him into what he's doing. Because Stephanie's like, "I can help you," you know. Mm-hmm. And so she makes up that funny song. <laughs> It's a very, 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 very nice place. And Harry, of course, thinks she's an actual genius. Yes. Jesse is so adorable. I know he is. And Jesse isn't buying it, of course, and like kind of sends them out at that point. Right as Jesse shuts the door, Joey enters the room with Michelle and says, You won't believe what Michelle just said. <laughs> Poo <Poo-poo>. poo. <laughs> so Jesse, in a very sarcastic way, says, Thank you for sharing that with me. <laughs> then he sits down again and takes a Tom. I'm guessing it's like a, some kind of heartburn tablet. He reaches again for a different bottle on his desk area and 
starts eating, I'm assuming, some kind of antacid or like a Tum. So, yeah, I know. Again, I'm mm-hmm. like, what is he doing? So, but Joey thinks Michelle is ready for potty training. He even called Danny. Yes, he even talked to, to Danny about it. <laughs> oh, my word. Which, did you notice Danny was barely in this episode at all? Very little. Very little. Very little. Which I thought was weird, but each character kind of has their own deal going on. So, we do see Danny, just not very much here Mm -hmm. in this one. And Joey says, no, Jess, this is for real. First she said it, then she did it. (laughs) Joey's comedy. You know, he's always throwing those little one-liners in that that, uh, crack you up. So next, uh, Joey asks Jesse how the jingle writing is coming along, and Jesse tells him that he's all dried up and he's uninspired. Joey tries to encourage him and then starts to show Michelle the picture of the tire from Fred's Tire Town. He's got, like, that little poster thing, whatever, Mm -hmm. there. Joey starts to just talk and, with a surfer voice, says, Yeah, it's, like, totally radial, dude, and, like, flips his hair back like a surfer. But Jesse doesn't need any more distractions, and he kind of kicks them out at this point so he can continue his work. But after Jesse, after they leave, Jesse mocks the surfing voice and actions of Joey, but starts to realize that he might be on to something. Yes, you can see mm-hmm. him kind of stop and, wait a minute, this might really be something I could use, you know? Mm-hmm. But he is really into this jingle stuff. He really wants to succeed, and I think that's why he's all nerved up and doing this antacid and Pepto-Bismol stuff. I'm sure. (laughs) Because he wants um, to make something of himself in this career. Yeah. Then we have a scene change after this, right? Yes, we do. Yeah. yeah. We have a scene change now where we're in the girls' room, and mm-hmm. Harry and Stephanie are playing. <laughs> Harry is I'm pretend- sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's all funny. Harry is pretending to shoot things like G.I. Joe, jumping around boy. the room just like a boy would. Yeah. Stephanie is playing house and making pretend tea over there she offers harry to have some tea so they sit down together and harry's like well stephanie tells him like master of the universe would you like some tea and he's like i'm not master of the universe i'm gi joe Joe. and gi joe doesn't doesn't drink drink tea tea. Very natural they are together. It is. Very natural. Adorable. And for little kids like that, what are they, six? They must be around six or seven. Just fabulous acting. Yeah. Fabulous. I don't know how they don't burst out laughing. I know. I don't know how they do it. So she's like, you'll have tea if you play house with me. Yeah, she totally dominates the playing Stephanie. (laughs) She does. And he just obeys her. He's just like, okay, chief. Yeah. <laughs> and then go over to the little table. A cute little nickname he gave Stephanie. Yeah, he did mention Chief. that in the last episode, too, called her Chief in that one. But, but uh, they're very comfortable on the camera with each other. They are. And I bet off camera they were really good friends, too. I hope I mean, so. You can just see the clicking between them, mm-hmm. you know. 
So they sit down together to have tea, and after taking their first sip, they say, this tea is poison, and they keel over like they were poisoned, and they fake die, and they're having, like, fake convulsions on DJ's bed, and it's just so dramatic. (laughs) They're so, like... And they're running around like insane children. As they're doing this, DJ witnesses this and walks right in. And she just happened to come home from karate class. And I noticed this about her. Did you notice she had a purple belt? Yes, purple belt. So I looked it up, uh-huh. how long it takes to get a purple belt. And it takes 12 to 20 months of classes. That's like a year to a year and a half-ish of classes to receive the purple belt in karate. Wow. And I was like, oh, how weird is that? Because this is the first time we know of her doing karate, right? That I've seen in the episode. In the yes. whole show. This is like... And I thought... I started, you know, how I go on these weird tangents about things. I'm like, well, maybe since she was unable to get Rocket, the horse from the last episode maybe she, maybe her like hobby state of mind changed and she went from horseback riding to karate maybe it's That's all very interesting point. but point. if she were to gain a purple uh-huh. belt i mean she would have had to been doing karate since like the beginning of the show pretty much yeah pretty pretty well, maybe, much yeah or the end pretty much the end of a mm-hmm end of the first season at least but she doesn't like it that they're all over her bed and she tells them to get away from her stuff because she's pumped and she'll use karate on them mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah she's <laughs> mm-hmm. does her karate moves like trying to threaten them mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Stephanie's response to this did you see that well, she's like, DJ, you're just jealous because I have a boyfriend and you don't. <laughs> she's, she's like a little kid <laughs> saying that. And DJ's like, you don't have a boyfriend. And this is coming up right here is, my mo- I think, the favorite part of my show. One of them, of this particular episode. She looks at DJ and she says, yes, I do, him. And she points at Harry, remember? Mm -hmm. And Harry's like, me? Like, I'm your boyfriend? Mm -hmm. And and Stephanie's like, yes, you're a boy and you're my friend. Then she gets right in his face. Like this close to his face. That makes you my boyfriend. Just like (laughs) the expression on her face is classic. I don't know how she just didn't like either one of them just burst out into tears laughing so hard. That was she gets like two centimeters from his nose. Yes. That makes you my boyfriend. (laughs) And he's like, got it, chief. Like again. She's she's almost scaring him into submission. Fabulous acting. (laughs) Oh man. He's just so adorable too. He just takes it. So I thought this was interesting, too. Right after this little exchange between the three of them, TJ comments that she's never having kids. Yes. Did you hear that? We find that she's not like, to be I'm so true kids. later but on in life. It, you know, when you see little, little uh, scenes like this, I mean, 
Jodie Sweetin has got to be one of the all-time best child actors of all time. Spot on. Every time, too. All the time. Yeah. And Harry's nicknamed Chief. It just so cute, you know. Mm -hmm. But spot on all the time. Just natural for her, you know. Hilarious. So before we get into the rest of the episode, I think we should take a really short break, and we will be right back right after this. Alrighty, welcome back. So now we are kind of in this scene change from when we were at in the girls' room. Now Danny finally makes his appearance in this episode. He comes home and calls for Joey, and what does Danny have in a box? What does he have? A state-of-the-art potty seat. A potty. For Michelle. A potty. It's high-tech, Japanese, and it's digital. (laughs) (laughs) And he is so excited about it. I know. He is. Even has a bell on it to indicate when she goes. Jesse enters the house and tells them that he sold the jingle for Fred's Tire Town and goes on to sing it. No, it's it's um it's totally radio Fred's Tire Town. There we go. Jesse's being very gracious here by giving Joey credit for coming up with the jingle and gives him a check for half of the paycheck that Jesse was given, which I thought was an insane amount. The check was like eight hundred and something dollars. He gave half of it to Joey. So that was pretty nice of him yes. to do. He didn't even have to give Joey credit at all. He could have just taken right. the money and ran with it. You That's know? a lot of money for five but, seconds of work for Joey. <laughs> for real. And, and that during that time, too. Yes. You wrote one little thing, and you get paid that much. Are you kidding? He gave Jesse the inspiration. He did. Yeah. So that... Um, so they all kind of go into the kitchen, Danny, Joey, and Jesse. They go into the kitchen and talk. Jesse then brings up how the ad agency is giving Jesse a shot at a national commercial for Kitty Crispy's cat food. Yay. And he leans over to Joey and asks for help and asks him to be partners. It could make Jesse's career take off. Yes, because Joey is fabulous in the comedy area and can help Jesse with creativity in the um, commercial business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that Jesse sees that with him and, you know, says, oh, well, maybe he can be the comedic portion of it and I can be the musician part of it. And with us combined, we can take over the world. And do great things. Yes. Yes. So Jesse offers him pretty much a partnership. Yes. Yeah. Right there. Um, But it really doesn't really happen until the very end of the episode. Right. But we'll find out what happens in between this and then that one here. Right. They, um, They can be like, what did he say? Butch and Sundance. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance, Sundance Kid. Kid. Yeah, which was a, a, a cowboy show many years ago. Um, 
these two cowboys rob trains, rob banks, and it's got comedy in it, too, mm. um, along the way. Um, it's uh, uh, about these outlaws in the American West, Butch Cassidy, and the other guy's called the Sundance Kid. And um, it's also full of one-liners and, and comedy as well. Cool. Yeah. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. <laughs> Starring Robert Redford and Paul Newman, two of the greatest actors of all time. Oh, wow. I didn't know that they were in there. Yeah. I didn't do any research on that, so I'm glad you did. Yeah. It was a real show, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you did, because I didn't. <laughs> um, so we have a scene change again with Danny showing Michelle the potty and potty Polly. And showing her using the, the doll. doll. Potty Polly's a little doll. <laughs> yeah. Demonstrates how to use the potty. And by her face. Did yes. you see her face? Almost like a bashful type. She's like embarrassed to be sitting next <laughs> like to looking him. at Danny like, <laughs> yeah, for real? <laughs> <laughs> She's only two and a half, maybe. And Danny's showing her that you have to make the bell ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then uh, you get a cookie. Yes. So funny. So we see Jesse and Joey going over ideas. They're in Jesse's room, so they have the big keyboard in there. And mm-hmm. Jesse's like, okay, let's try this reggae first. And Joey keeps doing these different voices. And then Jesse changes it to conga, then rock and roll, which this rock and roll one fits the theme that he's looking for perfectly. Right. Then right. they just need some words to go with. So Jesse lets Joey go on a little bit of a comedy like spiel. Right. Because he needs inspiration, you know. Did you have anything about that? Um, well, Joey says, well, I can't work in your room. I need more inspiration. So they rush down to Joey's room where there's more, I guess, inspiration. Mm. And it's kind of funny the way they just walk through the kitchen and just yes. as fast as they can, you know, yeah, to get down to Joey's room to get more inspiration for their their uh, Kitty Krispies commercial campaign. Yeah. I don't want to forget to mention what's going on there in the kitchen when they're walking through the funny room, funny room, and they're going to Joey's yes, room. The funny room. You see, mm-hmm. in the kitchen, we have Harry and Stephanie. Yes. And they're having an ice cream race, okay, eating these popsicles. It's hilarious. And they get brain freeze. And DJ comes in, and she's mad at Stephanie because she was saving notes for DJ and herself. And she's so mad at Stephanie because she's always messing with her stuff, and she doesn't know how but or when, but she's going to get Stephanie back. Mm-hmm. And so... That's kind of where our second kind of storyline jumps in, I think. Um, a little bit maybe earlier on when they were jumping all over GJ's bed. She was irritated that they were all over her stuff then, and now she's again upset with them for being all over her stuff now. So she's going to get Stephanie back. Right, because she does not like Stephanie messing with her stuff. Typical 11, what, 12-year-old now? 11? She must be around there. Yeah, yeah, which is typical, you know. They want their stuff and their stuff only at that age, and mm-hmm. nobody messes with their stuff. So she threatens Stephanie, going to get her back. Yep, and so 
Keep that in <laughs> and mind. And another one of Stephanie's one-liners in here. She she doesn't ever get mad. Like, oh, no, now what am I going to do? GJ's going to get me back. You know, She just looks at Harry and says, now you know why she doesn't have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you know what she reminds me of? She reminds me of, like, um, uh, what's her name? Dorothy from the Golden Girls, but as a little yes, kid. But yes. as, like, a ver- little kid version of her. <laughs> She's just you're, you're happy to be there, you know? <laughs> just does her one-liners and... And her sarcastic one-liners. Yes. They're not like... Yeah. And they're they're just so funny. Well, she doesn't get mad or she's not afraid of DJ at all. No. And you'd think that she would be if, like, mm-hmm. DJ's threatening her. She's just kind of like, okay, we'll see about that type of an attitude, you yeah. know. She's, she's not scared of her at all. And she just looks at Harry and says, now you know why she doesn't have a boy. Uh. <laughs> she acting. <laughs> Well, then we have another scene chained down in mm-hmm. Joey's room now. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And they're trying to come up with something funny for the Kitty Crispies episode. And um, Joey comes up with the idea of a cat um, and man duet mm-hmm. type thinking, with, um, which they like. They both think it's a great idea. and But when Joey suggests he's going to wear a cat suit, and <laughs> Jesse's like, no, no. He even makes him promise. He makes Joey promise no cat suit. Mm-hmm. No cat suit. Okay, so. Because they're going to be sitting in front of these real serious people. Yeah, this is, this is Joey, Jesse's bosses. Like, right now, Joey's not a partner. Right. But so Jesse's taking a chance bringing Joey in right now to do this presentation in front of the board of this mm-hmm. ad agency that Jesse's only been only been um, working for for a short time and has only sold two jingles with. So these people could look at him at any time and say, who is this man? He's ridiculous. Right. You're fired for bringing him in here. They could do anything with Jesse at this point. So Jesse really has this giant, massive load of faith for Joey at this time, mm-hmm. bringing him in and helping with ideas and all of this. And so we will see just right now how <laughs> this goes. <laughs> and Joey's going to borrow the cat suit from one of his friends that was in a Broadway play called... Uh, I can't figure it out. And Jesse's like, cats... And again, he rubs his hands through his hair like, How did I don't you... need this right now. He's <laughs> like, that's the one. <laughs> because Jesse is still very serious about his career and mm. wants it to succeed. And he just doesn't want any foolishness going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So now we are at... A different scene here. Oh, did you see in that other scene where Joey's actually, like, eating the cat food? He is. He's eating it right out of the box. And Jesse has to take it away from him. He's like, give me that. Give me that. You wonder if it was really or if it was just, like, cookies or crackers. I was actually trying to see. Like, I was looking really closely to see if he was actually eating, like, cat food. It, it actually, like, because some of it, like, fell out of his yeah, hand. Yeah, I saw that. And it almost looked like 
like whole wheat Cheerios. Yes, maybe like, that's, that's what, what it That's what it kind of looked like to me. Because they wouldn't make any real cat food, I don't think. Well, I mean, with but, actors, they just spit it out anyway. So maybe they did. But no, he was chewing it. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> that's Dave Couillet for you, though. That's that's part of Joey, you know. And I'm I'm sure if they did give him real cat food, he would have no problem eating it. <laughs> like he's just <laughs> that way. So now we are on to our scene change. Here we have a set change. Actually, we are in the office of the advertising agency. Right. Jesse tells them that his partner will be in shortly, and in the meantime, if he could sharpen their pencils or freshen their coffee. And they're all straight-faced, not saying a word. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how they can sit there and not laugh during this scene. I was thinking the same like, thing. You know, not a, not a sign of emotion from any of them. Like, how do you audition for that? Must Whoa. have been so hard for them like, not we to need, sit there and laugh. We're going to hold auditions for you, and you're going to be a corporate worker for this ad agency, and you can't make one single facial expression at all. <laughs> like, you cannot laugh, you cannot giggle, you cannot look over there, you cannot look at anything else but this person right here that's doing the most hilarious possible thing that your eyes could possibly see, and you can't react at all. Like, how do they that's gather what makes it so hilarious, these people though. to do such a thing, just sit there? Yes. With no. Right. Like, I don't even think I saw any of them blink. (laughs) So Joey comes in, and um, they start their presentation, and all of a sudden, Joey takes the cat puppet (laughs) out of the, like, a suitcase... Yeah, he's got, like, a briefcase, and Jesse says, okay, may I present? And Joey reveals he has a cat puppet on yes. his hand, and Jesse is, of course, mortified. Not expecting that this they at all. did like, not, that they never discussed puppets, but it's, I would say, within the same category as a cat suit. Mm-hmm. And Jesse probably would say the same thing. Yeah, um, and Jesse looks at the... Look at the suits and ties that are there, like, very embarrassed. Oh, yeah, you can like, tell that this is, he is so mad. Um, and he's like, I think we should have a little talk. And and then Jesse says, right after this commercial, <laughs> or Kitty's Krispies, and he starts playing the music, and they both just start singing it. So at this time, since we're right here on the scene, we're going to take a really short break. After this word from Kitty Krispies. No. <laughs> well, I went to my cat the other day and asked him what he'd like to eat. He said, think of that junk you're feeding me. How about a brand new treat? He said, I'm sick of that junk you're feeding me. How about a brand new treat? So I went to the supermarket to find that special blend. He said, find me those Kitty Krispies, man, and I'll be your best friend. Said, buy me those kitty crispies, man, and I'll be your best friend. Now me and my cat are buddies, we really do get along. Serve cases and cases of crispies now, and all we do is sing this song. Serve cases and cases of crispies now, and all we do is sing this song. Now my little kitty is sitting really pretty. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Isn't that this is the best thing you've ever oh, heard in your entire genius. living life? Whoever wrote that jingle, genius. Just genius. Pure oh, genius. I'm sorry, that's the best one they've ever written so far, <laughs> in my opinion. Such a catchy jingle. Oh, I mean I'm crying. Are you crying? Yes. So hilarious. Oh, man. But through the whole song, Jesse seems to be getting more and more embarrassed and frustrated. And Joey's just having a blast, you know, going around the table and rubbing the head of that one guy <laughs> <laughs> with the cat puppet. <laughs> Jesse's got and a- Jesse comes along and straightens out his hair again. And he doesn't laugh at all. Like, how? <laughs> how? Anyway. Whew. We only have a little bit more to go here with this episode. <laughs> Let's get back into it here. But through it all, that group of, I think it's what, five people? Five or seven. I thought yeah. maybe it wasn't a lot. Just remains unmovable, mm-hmm. unemotional, straight-faced, mm-hmm. amazing. Amazing. You know. So yeah. we can tell, too, by the end of this presentation... Je- Joey is actually like more proud of it than Jesse is. Oh yeah, Jesse still wants to kill Joey. Yes, and Joey's like, "I've done it." You know, he's got this face of like, but he can also see in Jesse's eyes that he's embarrassed him. He has humiliated him, possibly made him lose his job over this. Like it was yes. a it was a move on Joey's part that he should have never done. Um. I mean, he yeah. never said anything about a puppet. And he never discussed any of this with just Jesse. He just kind of went in and did his own thing. Which, I mean, it's Jesse's job at this point. So I really think that Joey should have had the more wherewithal to go to him and say, Hey, I had another fun idea. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course, Jesse would have said no. Yeah, it was like Joey almost took control of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know? And they do not... They do not um, buy his jingle. No, they no. do not. But you know what? It's their loss. Oh, they, I know. I mean, as fictional as this gets, they... It was incredible. That was the best... Like, piece of cinematic history I've ever seen in my life. Unbelievable. I swear we recreated this as kids. This scene. You and your friend? Probably. We recreated the um, here's some tuna fish and soup song from a pox in our house. Definitely we did that one. Did you do the kitty Christmas I'm thinking we probably did but I don't have a solid memory of it. (laughs) I'm sure you did because even now we remember it. We can sing the whole song. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I must have. You wonder why they don't do commercials like this anymore with catchy jingles and and uh, songs like this. Because if I heard that on TV, I'd definitely go out and buy Kitty Crispy. So would I. For real. I really For would. real. It's a, it's one of the yeah. best commercials, fiction, nonfiction. It's just one of the best, period. And if, if you know, who wrote this episode again? Warren Rinsler? Yeah. If they wrote this jingle, then bravo, because 
I know. As far as other things go in the show, I don't think anything's as well written as that. You know, that was written directly for this episode because we do have songs that are written for the show, but they're already like mm-hmm. they're like cover songs or or songs that are already made and right. you know all that. So well, even from my childhood, I remember a lot of commercial songs from the commercials mm-hmm. that um, that now you don't hear anymore, like from McDonald's and Burger King and many different. Mm-hmm. Um, songs and jingles they yeah, just don't. don't really do them anymore <laughs> and so this is incredible you know I hear more jingles like on the radio now yeah maybe which uh-huh. the ones that they do play are horrendously annoying and I would never even buy their products because of how annoying their commercials are yeah. like I'm just like I want to shut it off I don't want to hear this anymore this is the most annoying possible thing and I'm never going to buy from you because you have the most annoying commercial I've ever heard in my life. Right. This commercial, nothing annoying about it to me. Nothing at all. You wonder what changed in advertising, you know, to, Probably just to bring the, apart about that. The people and what they, you know, what they're, the consumer. Mm-hmm. Because even Jesse Interests. says, because before the presentation, Jesse says, we believe... That our commercial has strong consumer appeal. Appeal, which it, it, it which still that's does what we've been talking me. about for the past five minutes. Yes, it does. Yes. So, Jesse and Joey come home after this. Scene change back to the house, and they're arguing. You know, which, Jesse's Jesse's really upset with Joey yeah. about doing this. Which, who else is arguing? Oh, when they come in, um, Steph and DJ are arguing. Because DJ got back at Stephanie by tying all her shoes together. (laughs) And they're dragging them downstairs. Um, Well, Stephanie is, and she's trying to get her dad Danny's attention to show her what DJ did mm-hmm. and uh, Danny tells DJ that she shouldn't have done that there are other ways to get along with your sister and that in our house we don't tie shoes together mm-hmm. you know unless there's some kind of weird emergency <laughs> and I thought about that and I'm like why would he say weird emergency? Then it clicked with me. There's an episode of the Brady Bunch. Really? From years ago. Okay, that they're going on a trip to the Grand Canyon, the whole Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. And to make the long story short, they get locked into a jail by a, by a gold miner um, who thinks they're stealing his claim. And... They find the key hanging up outside of where the jail is, and they take their shoes and try to hit the key off of this little hook. And finally, the last shoe knocks the key off the hook. Then 
they take their socks, which are all tied together, and Mrs. Brady's purse on the end, and throw it out there and drag the key to the jail cell so they can get get out. Now, I don't know if that's a connection, if that's what he's referring to, because he said shoes, and they actually used the socks that were tied together in the Brady Bunch. So I don't know if, if that's what he's referring to. They didn't use shoes, too? Well, they used the shoes to knock the key off the hook. I mean, that is kind of a weird emergency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then they tied all their socks in there because there's like how many? Ten of them or something? So we have this big, long roll of socks tied together with Mrs. Brady's purse on the end, and they just reeled the key in and got what? out of the jail. That is I, crazy. I, I actually watched the episode to make sure. And, um, yeah, so I don't know if that's what Danny was referring to. I'm thinking probably that's what he would what he's referring to. Um because I wouldn't, I would, I don't know why else he would say weird emergency. I thought maybe like if there was like a fire and they could tie all the shoes together and then like crawl down the shoes, like that's kind of where my mind went with it. That's but, a possibility. I mean, too. we I mean, know that this house has no fire alarm, so you'd probably be screwed <laughs> anyway. <laughs> And it would take you so long to tie socks <laughs> together to get down that you'd... Yeah, you'd probably burn to <laughs> death anyway. So. so I don't know if he's referring to the Brady Bunch there. Nothing was said, but I don't know. It's just Speculation. Speculation and yep. a thought. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's it's funny, funny how these things just flash into your mind, you know? Yeah. That sounds like what happened on the Brady Bunch of, where they tie to see things together. If that know? episode. I guess it pays to be a little older. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and know the. Well, episode. I don't. I don't watch the Brady Bunch. You know, often. No. Okay, so now we um, are at the tail end of this argument between Stephanie yes. and DJ here, and so Danny reminds them to treat each other's stuff with respect. Rule, and there's a rule after they fight. Never walk away angry. Right, which is a good rule. Yes, mm -hmm. very. He makes them apologize and has DJ help untie her shoes. But all she does is stay. The man said, help untie your shoes. Here's some help. Start with a little white sneaker. Then this is when <laughs> they start to argue, like, back and forth. Right. And that's right. when Joey and Jesse come right. in. Right, uh-huh. They start arguing, too. And... It's just this kind of almost chain reaction of arguing between these four people. Right. So they enter the kitchen, and Jesse is still mad since they didn't buy the jingle, which is insane to me, as we've said. And he thinks it's because of the puppet Joey only promised not to wear, where he, he didn't promise he wouldn't bring a puppet, but he promised to not wear a cat suit. But Jesse states that he wore a cat suit on his hand. <laughs> and stabbed him in the back with it. <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Jesse keeps digging at Joey, and the girls overhear it from the living room, and right. they are concerned that one of them might move out because of this argument. So the boys kind of go their separate ways, 
and DJ kind of comes up with this plan to, she's like, why don't you get Jesse or I'll get Joey and we'll meet back in our room. So DJ takes on Joey and Stephanie takes on Jesse and DJ is like, I broke a window. You have to come to my room to look at it. And Stephanie's claiming there's monsters in her closet. So Jesse follows her up there. Right. And so they kind of trap them all in the same room. Right. They, DJ and Stephanie kind of forget about their own argument to try to help Jesse and Joey mm-hmm. come back together. Yeah, which... So they both get Jesse and Joey to come up to the room by telling them different things. Mm-hmm. And um, Jesse and Joey still don't want to talk to each other. Yeah. And uh, the girls remind them of the rule to never go away angry. Uh huh. And I to think, apologize. I think, too, right here is where the heart talk starts. Yes. In the episode, um, it's kind of different because it's like the girls are giving the heart talk. To the adult men. Yes, that's a, a wonderful change. And I've never... Yes. Did you notice that, too? I yes. was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. They just yeah. kind of had their half a heart talk with Danny. And then directly after this, they're the ones giving that same advice to two adult men mm-hmm. here. And I don't know if that's ever happened in the show yet, that, you know, they, they're they the ones giving the heart talk here, which I think is interesting. So uh, DJ... Or Stephanie, one of them, makes them apologize to each other, but it was a pathetic attempt right. at an apology. Then Danny knocks on the door, like interrupting the heart talk. Right. And he's saying, oh, Michelle's on a major breakthrough. And this is kind of that major breakthrough that I mentioned earlier that we were going to get into, that she's to the point in her growing up that she's going with this potty training and her little bell, ding, ding, goes off. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything about that? It's just so cute. They hear the bell ding, and they're, like, all excited, like, <gasps> and so they all run out into the hallway, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> mm-hmm. and then Michelle comes out with the little newspaper <laughs> under her arm and, like, with her little finger in her mouth, like, bashful, you know, like, mm-hmm. I did it. Are you proud of me? You know? So cute. And they're just showing little, like, they're all kind of laughing, not at Michelle, but, like, how cute she is just with this newspaper and this this achievement. And you know what I think is even funnier? They all clap and are going, yay. You know what I think is even funnier than that, though, is that Danny wants to celebrate this achievement. (laughs) He's like, we're going out. Let's go. He always wants to go out for Non-fat frozen, frozen yogurt. yogurt. <laughs> it's like his specialty. Uh, and he's such a square. Celebrate. Like he's such a square. You know, <laughs> like he, you're like, okay, Danny, let's go. <laughs> but he just yeah. wants to celebrate this achievement. He's just yeah. a sentimental guy. You know? uh, a good father. And a, yeah, yeah, it's his last child. He wants to celebrate these little things. <laughs> So, Jesse and Joey kind of laugh about Michelle, and Stephanie brings up their argument after Danny kind of walks away, and um, they're like, oh, you overheard us? I think we should go talk. Yeah, and so that continues the heart-to-heart. Yeah, they clear up that no one's leaving the house. They just had a fight, and that it's 
different with them because they're sisters and it's their job to fight. <laughs> Don't I know it? <laughs> it's true though. And how Jesse thinks of Joey as a brother. And Joey says, that is the nicest thing you've ever said to me. That, that uh, Jesse would think of him as a brother, yeah. Yeah, so I kind of wanted to talk about this for a second. Because what we know about Joey's growing up is that he's an only child. Right. And that he had imaginary brothers and sisters. I believe it. Because he talked about it. He wanted the Brady Bunch as his imaginary brothers and sisters, actually, in one episode. Yeah, and so he never had brothers and sisters, so the fact now that Jesse is like, you're like a brother to me, Joey's like, what? You know, he never thought Jesse would ever think of him that way. Mm. So now, I think Joey kind of is like almost taken aback a little bit. He's like, wow, I finally gotten brother like I have a brother now yes fabulous writing from the transition from the argument to mm-hmm. to uh, getting them back together mm-hmm. um, and so yeah. Joey apologizes and said he was just trying to surprise Jesse with the puppet thing and um, Jesse admits now here's where Jesse comes in with his real issues. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, Jesse admits what he's really upset about was about failing, and he's scared of not making it in the advertising business and how hard it was leaving his his uh, family business, and um, he just wants to be a success in the jingle business. And that's why he was so uptight throughout the episode about all this. And Joey also admits that he has the same fear when he does his comedy. Which right. which this reminded me of um, season one, episode um, 16. But seriously, folks, mm-hmm. when he experienced that same kind of rejection when he... Um, Phyllis Diller took over his spot on right, the stage. Right, I remember that. And he changed his whole life. Yep. He mm-hmm. said, I'm not doing comedy anymore. He's like, he wanted to be called Joe, and he dressed in a suit and was going to be a broker and all this, and the family had to convince him to go back into comedy, and Jesse knows this feeling like no one else. So the fact that Joey is giving him this advice, I think, is really helpful to Jesse. and and Encouraging it, Jesse yeah. to keep going and have faith yeah. in himself and says that they all have faith in him, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he can have faith in himself that he will succeed. Um, and Jesse, um, just so encouraging, you know, and bringing them back together. And Jesse wants them to continue being a team. And it makes Joey feel better. And Jesse feel better. Yeah, and by this, um, this is actually the very last part of the episode, but Jesse now wants to make Joey a permanent partner in the ad business with him. So they hug it out and make it official. And so they sit down to have tea and they all get poisoned. Yes. And they kind of keel over and fake die. Yeah. So it's DJ Stephanie, Jesse, and Joey. Danny's still out in the 
hallway dealing with Michelle. Right. So the yeah. four of them come to their senses. They all forgive and they all move on. Yes. And they all just have a good night. Like a family. And Jesse and Joey, I don't know which one mentions it, but they want to be like Martin and Lewis. Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis were American comedy team together for 10 years. And so when they mention Martin and Lewis, that's what they're talking about. I didn't even this hear that. American um, comedy team that were on the radio and films together for many, many years. Wow. Yeah. And um, <laughs> then Stephanie, of course, has to put in her little um, cute thing about Bert and Ernie as well of Sesame Street. She wants them oh, to be yeah. like Bert and Ernie. <laughs> And um, but Jesse and Joey look at her and they say, "No, no puppets." No. They've learned their lesson there. Yeah. And um, the show ends with the four of them, you know, like you said, sitting down for tea and ah, poison, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is cute and it's the bonding between all of them. You know, lots of bonding, working out their problems. We see DJ and Stephanie working out their issues, Jesse and Joey, mm-hmm. Michelle being potty trained, mm-hmm. Danny. Well, that's a big issue for a parent. <laughs> um, and you can tell they're all having fun in this episode. It's just one of those episodes where you can see the, the uh, um, just the bonding between them all. Mm-hmm. And then just having a blast. All right. Now at this time, we are going to go through our guest stars for this episode. We have two. Did you know that? We had two guest stars in this episode? Yes. One was the secretary mm-hmm. that let Joey into the presentation room. And the other was Stephanie's friend, Harry, whose name is... Yes, his name is Nathan Nishigushi. Nishigushi. I think. I think that's how you say it. But, as we've said, Harry, as we know, he's been in a few episodes of Full House, but other than that, we don't really see him in anything else. Yeah, he wasn't really in a whole lot. Um, According to my notes from the last episode... Um, I said he ends up being in five episodes of Full House between this season and the next season. He only was ever in Full House, one episode of the show Highway to Heaven, and a movie called Hiroshima Out of the Ashes in 1990. And that's all we have about Nathan in any of his movies Hmm. or television. But our secretary, her name was Stacy Alden. She was the woman who walked Joey into the agency room for an audition. Mm -hmm. Other than this episode of Full House, she was in one episode of Married with Children and was featured in Nightmare on Elm Street 3 in 1987. And then in 2010, she reprised this role in Nightmare of Elm Street Legacy as Nurse Marcy. But that's all we know and all we have about Stacy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Pretty impressive, though. Yeah. Yes. And that's going to do it. Did you have anything else? Did you want to add? Just the most incredible episode ever. Ever. (laughs) 
So I went to my cat the <laughs> other day and asked him what he liked to eat. He said, I'm sick of that junk you're feeding me. How about a brand new treat? So I went to the supermarket to find that special blend. He said, buy me those Kitty Krispies, Ben, and I'll be your best friend. He said, no, buy me those. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, now I mean my cat or buddies. We sure do get along. I sing in cases and cases of Krispies now. And all we do is sing this song. <laughs> meow, meow. <laughs> and my little kitty is sitting really pretty. Eating Kitty Krispies now. Meow. That's all we have time for today, everybody. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, I'm your host, Amy. If you want to, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at this What's This Full House Edition podcast. And thanks, Mom, for joining me today. Oh, anytime. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, this was a blast. My cheeks hurt. Do your cheeks hurt? The Full House Edition podcast has no affiliation with Full House or the Warner Brothers Studio. The views and opinions given by the participants are theirs and theirs alone, and do not represent the companies that they happen to work for. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.